0: Well, welcome to our hotel room in uh,
1: Durham, North Carolina. I bet a lot of you are waiting to hear that. Welcome to our hotel room.
0: (laughs) Yes, with a little bit of this.
1: (laughs) Cam, over there.
0: Um, Look, it's midnight, past midnight here on Saturday night. Uh, We've just come back from huge dinner like 16 people in a Cuban restaurant um and uh before that we were at a cigar bar with a ton of people um that was nice uh yeah look so we've um I've been here uh shooting this Christian documentary Ray came uh, to help out We've had a, a ton of people turn up. Uh, Curtis Jensen and his wife, Tommy Mock and his wife, mm-hmm. Catherine Colvard and her husband. Great people. Roscoe. Um, we had Tony Kyneson his daughter, Alex. We had Ryan, uh, who was my director um, uh, on the shoot, and uh, his cameraman, Josh, and mm-hmm. uh, his podcast host, his Ray, Justin. <laughs> um who am I missing? I think and thinking around the table,
1: and all the guests, and all your interviewees,
0: all the interviewees we've had here all week, uh, including some really big names in biblical scholarship: uh, Richard Carrier, Robert M. Price, uh, Amy Jo Levine, who is here today, as well as a number of others. I mean, it was David Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and 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 uh, Landau, Brent Landau, and uh, Mark Goodacre. Um, just uh for those interested in the film it was fucking awesome like these yeah. scholars <clears throat> I'm losing my voice um scholars we had here this week were fantastic mm-hmm. smart uh funny uh, uh able to communicate uh, clearly and with enthusiasm and uh yeah. yeah so uh that went well we were we're doing this because we said we were going to record something for you before we left and we haven't because we've just been literally go, we go, haven't go. stopped go go yeah. go um, we're
1: leaving in what seven hours yeah something like that yeah.
0: Ray's going home I'm going to New York uh, we um, you know Ray's been the, the official driver for the production so he gets an IMDB credit yes um and he's been just driving people non-stop <laughs> airports, pickups, drop-offs, hotels, dinner, cigar bar. It's been crazy. Um, so, Ray, what did you learn this week, Ray? Um, the
1: uh, the people that you interviewed were really awesome, um, and and I didn't think I was going to be paying a, a attention as much as I did. But what they had to say uh, was very impressive. And they knew this stuff, and especially the discrepancies and stuff like that. And they were very open and honest about it. And they themselves were intrigued and in trying to figure everything out. Um, and this this place around here that we stayed, uh, the loft we in, the uh, American Tobacco, whatever this place is, this place is pretty neat. It's a lot. Of, this seems like a, a fun town to be in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, we were shooting the film in the uh, private apartment of the CEO of American Tobacco. Yes. and um, It's a
1: good job if you can get it.
0: Ironically enough, um, (laughs) we weren't allowed to smoke in his apartment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we were in the lucky strike. Uh, yeah. buildings. Um, for those of you who have watched Mad Men, uh, you know, Lucky Strike was their biggest client and mm-hmm. we, we, we've we been in the heart of Lucky Strike. Haven't okay. seen anything of Durham outside of uh, the trip to the airport, the hotel, right. and walking across the road to our filming location. Yeah. Uh, we should thank Mike Schneider too for organising all of our... Com- oh, we've got a bottle of champagne. Yes, we thanks
1: hike. for the note, Mike. <laughs> um, what else?
0: Uh, so look, we haven't put out a show uh, this week or last week I think or maybe a, we haven't put out shows for a couple of weeks yeah. um, and we're probably not going to do that one next week either because I'm uh, travelling we did put out one last week we did one last week we did, week. We did one this shows week.
1: last Thursday
0: uh, of what Renaissance no what did we do? I can't remember what we did last week
1: anyway Bulls, bullshit was it
0: Right. I think it is still one of those sitting in the queue I haven't had a chance to put up yet. Yep. But Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar, sorry, we haven't done anything for a while. So I mean, this is going to take the place of that. You can just listen to his chat. Um, and then I don't get back till the end of next week uh, in Brisbane. So it'll be the week after before we sit down and do some recording. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just been uh, yeah. crazy. And I think the Renaissance is up next, actually. Um. <clears throat> So, uh, what else do we have to say?
1: What are some of your takeaways? Even uh, though it's been a bit of blur. I mean, it's been a blur for me, so I'm sure it's been a blur for you. Well, my major takeaway
0: is that Ray snores, and I'm never sharing a room with Ray again. No. Ever. No. Uh, that was a huge mistake. I thought it would be cute and sexy, but yeah. it turns out it was a huge mistake.
1: Well, for about five minutes, and then
0: not so <sighs> Then what much. are you going to do for the rest of the time?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um, the scholars, I I guess my big takeaway is American academics know their shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And they were
1: throwing everything at them and they just,
0: well, no, it's, that doesn't surprise. Mm -hmm. I I know that they knew their shit, but their ability to Uh, communicate it on camera uh, was astounding compared to the Australian scholars who know they're shit too, but they just don't perform as well. Look, being able to write and being able to stand up in front of a class is one thing. But I think most people, when a microphone is switched on or a camera is switched yeah. on, they become self-conscious and a little bit nervous if they're not used to it. Absolutely. It's like the first time you sit down to record a podcast. You know, you're like, oh, shit, what do I do? I felt that when I was started doing the Facebook live shows, I was like, oh, fuck, this is weird. What do I do? What do right. I say? Yeah. After I'd done it three or four times, I had sort of a groove down and I knew how to do it. Uh, of course, with podcasts, you know, you and I just, we don't think about the fact that we're recording something or people are listening because we right. just... we we've, we've, we've just talking yeah. to each other. But I think for... a People aren't used to that. It's nerve-wracking, and anyway, the Americans—the Americans that came on the last couple of days—obviously were just pretty used to this yeah. kind of thing.
1: Jumped right into it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't their first rodeo. They've been in films. They've, you know, been on yep. TV. They've done all sorts of. So they were just fucking pros, man, and and they blew me away. So anyway, uh, in terms of the film. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, it's because of these uh, scholars, or quite mm-hmm. honestly, that we've been in front of uh, the last couple of days. Um, and our crew, who uh, I think did yes. a fantastic job. Uh, as you may have seen on Facebook, so uh, we got here Thursday night and it snowed very heavily <laughs> in Durham the Chantous. day before. And... Mm. Um, when our crew turned up, uh, Ryan and Josh, they informed us that our, all of our equipment, the cameras and the lights and the sound equipment that they had shipped here two days earlier via FedEx, right. was locked in a FedEx storage facility and hadn't been processed oh. because FedEx were backlogged because of the weather. Now, yeah. this, I'm hearing this at midnight, and we're supposed to be shooting at 9 o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Um, Then we also hear that the woman who's supposed to be letting us in to the filming location Mm -hmm. doesn't think she'll be able to do that because the roads were icy and she didn't want to risk driving on the roads. Right. So apart from not having a location and uh, not having any equipment, things were going pretty well. We're off to a good start.
1: (laughs) There was talk of uh, recording on our cell phones, which, thank God, did not have to happen.
0: And then I finally – and then also at midnight I realised I hadn't looked at the script for six months and I was wholly unprepared. So I stayed up for a couple of hours that night and uh, I had to turn an 80-page script into a forty, uh, a 36-page script because I didn't have time to shoot the, the, the 80. So I did this big editing job. And then about 2 a.m. I went to bed and realised Ray was snoring and yeah. I didn't sleep. So – and the next morning, not having slept for 48 hours, um, I started to do the interviews and we finally got the equipment. We, we Ryan, to his eternal credit, mm-hmm. um, sweet-talked the FedEx people, got the equipment, did two trips on icy roads to get it to the location which we managed to get into and uh, we were we started two hours later than we planned but uh, we just pushed everything back two hours and everyone was cool about it yeah and we got it done and um big thanks in particular to david fitzgerald our first guy who came in the night before and then just was sitting around twiddling his thumbs the next morning but he was very cool about it Yeah, and so anyway that was that, uh, but it uh, all came together, and it was just, yeah, really, really good.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite moments today was we had one person left, I believe, to interview. We were gonna be all, all done. Right? We, I say we, I don't mean me, obviously. And uh, there's some huge noise coming from the floor below us, and. Ryan's getting worked up because Ryan takes all this stuff seriously. That's his job. And Cam's like, we got to go tell those people to be quiet. So they started walking downstairs, and I just knew I was going to have to pull some resources together and post bail money. Um, But uh, Cam and Ryan went down there, were very nice, very charming. They explained that they were shooting a documentary about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, I think that brought them around, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll tone it down. But... The 15 seconds it took him to go downstairs to talk to the lady, I was just conjuring up all the possibilities. Uh, and none of them were good. But God was on our side, and it worked out.
0: It was really quite quite amazing, and, and a testament to the people of the South. Yeah. We rang the doorbell. There was a bunch of apartments below the, the CEO's apartment where we were filming, and um, we figured out which apartment we thought it was coming from. rang the doorbell. This lady comes bounding out. Hello! <laughs> and I said, hi, um... Uh, we're we're up in the in the apartment upstairs are you having a party she said yes do you want to come and join in <laughs> you and tell me that and i said i actually um i really hate to ask you this but we're making a, a a documentary upstairs we're filming right now and the noise is coming up through the floor and she said oh oh i'm so sorry um uh, she said, look, I actually live across the hall. Um, what if we move the party to my apartment? Nice. Um, would that help? And I said, oh, that would be fantastic. She said, well, look, you need to come in and meet everybody. And I said. <laughs> I was
1: wondering why you were going so long.
0: I said, no, no, no. She goes, no, no, no. We, we're not going to do it unless you come in and and uh, meet everybody. So I said, okay. So Ryan and I went in. There's about seven or eight people in there. Um, some black, some white, young, old. Yeah. And um, she said, look, these people are making a movie upstairs and we're making too much noise, and they all had a laugh. And um, they said, what's the movie about? And I said, well, it's about Jesus. It's a documentary about Jesus. They said, it is not. <laughs>
1: Come on. I, said, I said,
0: seriously, I've got religious scholars flown in from around the country, <laughs> very, very serious people, and we're trying to record this thing about Jesus and early Christianity and all your party noises coming up and interfering with the microphones. And they were like, "Oh, they got." Anyway, there was this old woman there, eighty-five if she was a day, uh, uh, long grey hair, uh, her four front teeth missing, <laughs> and she said, "Where are you from? Where's your accent you're from?" Top, and I said, uh, "I'm from Australia." She goes, "Are you single?" <laughs> and pretty much threw herself on me, and I said, "Honey, if you're prepared to lose the rest of those teeth." <laughs> We can Love probably work. We can probably work something out. Uh, but they—they they did. They moved the party next door, and we didn't hear a peep out of them for the rest of the day. And I promised them I'd give them a, a, a thank you in the credits. There so it'll be. Know. I actually want to send them a card. Uh, That'd be nice. Yeah, to the people of Flat Two O Two. I'm going to do it when I get home with on, on the stationery for the film.
1: Now, what I find so entertaining about this was before we. Cam and Ryan went down Tony Cuniston who was so sweet grabbed a long boom pole and went around the entire flat and closed all the vents thinking that might block the sound so we closed all the doors he closes all the vents I mean it's just coming through the walls and the floor but he gave it his uh, his all so thank you Tony for trying to uh, solve that problem
0: yeah. yeah I mean Tony has uh, you know Tony's a legend yeah Financed our film, uh, <laughs> came here, picked up the bill for dinner every night. Yeah. Even though I said he, I didn't want him to. He did. He insisted. Even for all the fans tonight, he picked yeah. up the meal for all the fans. I said I'm going to give him. A guess. No, Class I guess not. I Yeah.
1: And he sat there and he listened to all the scholars and he and he had some really penetrating questions after after they were done. So yeah. he, he really enjoyed that. Um.
0: <clears throat> so uh, what's coming up on the shows, Ray?
1: I guess with uh, Renaissance,
0: Renaissance, we're going to do um, keep
1: doing Big Connie. Big Connie mm-hmm. this
0: week, more about Big Connie and the uh, the the rise of Christianity. Right. Um, we're going to uh, do uh, well. We we have done those first three on the drug shows. What what did you learn out of the drug shows?
1: I had, uh, and I never really thought about it before, but I had no idea the how prevalent things were, how unregulated things were, and that uh, and I, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by this, how the uh, a lot of the stuff was just distraction and entertainment for the upper classes because they had this the the disposable income and as soon as some of the lower classes started doing it, um, I guess it's time to regulate or at least curtail or maybe blame a lot of society's ills on that. But I just did not truly appreciate how unregulated the stuff and people were just, maybe they didn't know any better, I have no idea. But just, you know, that it was out there and you could pick it up at a, at a store on the corner for a couple of cents. Yeah. Because um. the way, we're, the way you know, Americans are raised nowadays, especially in the 80s, all that stuff is bad and evil. Just say no and all that stuff. It's more than just not good for you. It's evil. And so the idea that we were taught all this was evil that used to be commonplace. It was just, just astounding to me. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, what did I learn? Um, well, a lot of stuff about the rise of the Great Second Awakening and how that. I, I don't think I ever realised before that prohibition here in the twenties was really driven um, mostly by religious Puritans.
1: Um, Trying to make the world a better place? Yeah, trying
0: to make the world a better place. Uh, Well, not the world, just America.
1: Right. And... um, Whether we wanted it or not.
0: That part of the reason it was repealed was because thousands of people died from the uh, industrial alcohol being poisoned Mm -hmm. and the country needed the money. Yeah. Uh, uh, to get out of the Great Depression. Um, and uh, what else?
1: Um, uh, um, <sighs> I, I, what I found interesting about that was it was almost, it didn't intend to be, but it turned out to be in some ways a social experiment when the majority of citizens, decent citizens, do not believe in a law. And it's something that they do not want how that you know, I mean, it was around for what 12? I'm trying to remember now, uh, how many years uh, Prohibition was around, but um, yeah, 12 or 13. 12 or 13, yeah, so but but it was just amazing how unpopular this was, and in some ways, I'm surprised it lasted that long. I think those deaths, uh, quickened its with quickened its demise, but it was just really uh interesting to me just to see how unpopular uh, something could be and. It was the law of the land, and Americans, you know, were pretty were pretty law-abiding. Uh, but that was just something we could not get behind, and people were breaking the rules left and right, and Americans just thought that that was their right to do so because they did not agree with us and they did not like it, and they wanted to have a drink, and they weren't hurting anybody, so they skirted the law, and that's just typical American behavior, if you ask me.
0: One of the other things that um, I was somewhat shocked at um, was learning how how racist uh, a lot of your politicians were in the early 20th century, uh, particularly in the South. Uh, and it was Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were rewriting the constitutions for places like Virginia, they were deliberately writing... Um, Sections into the into the Constitution that would prevent uh, people from voting um, who had uh, an ever increasing range of felonies, both major and minor, and that they were very open about mm-hmm. saying, "Well, the reason we're doing this is so we can stop black people from yeah. voting."
1: The uh, the guy who's in the Virginia House of uh the guy from Lynchburg. Yeah, he was basically... Glass. Glass. He, this is exactly why I'm doing it. There was a literacy test and some other things. And they, he literally just came out and said, no, I, I'm doing everything I can to make sure blacks cannot vote. And they were just open about, and proud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's always shocking to hear. Yeah. Yeah. What well, have we got it coming up on Augustus, uh, the next
1: Augustus shows? Uh, we've done the horror show, the horror episode, yeah. uh, So, and now Julia is gone. You've got the broken-hearted 63-year-old Augustus pretty much by himself. What's going to happen next? Tiberius is still gone. How is he going to run the empire by himself?
0: He brings Tiberius back, I think.
1: Yeah. So well, I was saving that as a...
0: Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, I think these guys probably, probably know they that probably knew story. They yeah. probably figured that out. They know Tiberius is an emperor at some yeah. stage. Yeah, so yeah. Know- yeah. So I guess at some point soon, we're going to be bringing Tiberius back. Uh, down but not out, Tiberius. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 you know, a long way from... We're still... Where are we up to? Like, Two or one, I think two BCE. Yeah,
1: because Augustus like, yeah.
0: has still got another 16 years yeah. left in him. So Cold
1: compresses, baby.
0: Story left. People yeah. keep asking me still, what are we going to do when we finish Augustus? Are we going to keep going?
1: Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Do we? We don't we have, have to. We, we could stop. To. Right. No.
0: And do something else. I want else. to keep going.
1: Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we're going to keep going with that. Um, what else have we got Cold War what's up we're what we up to Cold War did we finish what we're going to do next in Cold War mm-hmm. is um, we're going to go back and go deep on the Manhattan Project nice I want to go back to Leo Zillard recruiting Albert Einstein and Robert Oppenheimer and all of his physicist friends to write a letter and get Einstein to get it in front of Roosevelt,
1: right? Because he's the only one who could, yeah. Yeah, yeah the
0: rest are just nerdy scientists, yeah. uh, but Einstein had the fame well, and the celebrity. We said the hair,
1: I think, really.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so in the in the 30s, they um, are, are concerned that the Nazis are working on a, a nuclear bomb, and they go to Einstein. Uh, they go to Roosevelt. Well, they go to Einstein and say, "Can you get this in front of Roosevelt?" Which he does. And Roosevelt approves uh, funding for the Manhattan Project. And and I really want to tell that story. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, when I was in L.A. uh, earlier this week, uh, being very well looked after by Victor Sentoki. Thank you, Victor. Mm -hmm. Extremely generous. Uh, Took the day off work. Big, big, big shot. Big shot attorney, Victor. Picked me up um, about 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, uh... Drove me all around LA, took me to get a phone card, uh, took me to, to lunch in, in Alvarez Street in uh, Little Mexico, uh, 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 took me to, to see places where Blade Runner was filmed and nice. some artwork. And then uh, we went out to dinner, big group of people, and uh, then I stayed in his guest house at his mansion in Pasadena. Very nice. So thank you, Victor. mm mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was going somewhere with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, right. So Victor's house is right next door to Caltech. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Robert Oppenheimer, Robert, 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 Robert <laughs> where Oppenheimer and Einstein for a while uh, were based. So oh. we're, driving, we're driving down the street. and he goes, "Look at, that's Oppenheimer's office up there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And when he first picked me up, we went. Uh, we're driving, so we go. We see, we were driving past the Rand Corporation. Mm-hmm. He goes, look, there's Rand Corporation, and he pulled over and into their driveway and made me get out so he could take a photo of me in front of the big Rand sign. Right. Meanwhile, a security guard is mosing up, going, you know, yeah. what the fuck. Across the road from the Rand Corporation was that great sculpture I posted on Facebook of an atom bomb explosion. Oh, yeah, I
1: saw that. It was cool. Yeah. It was
0: really cool. It looked like it was made out of chain mail or chains or something. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, so it was right next to Caltech. That's that story. Yeah, Oppenheimer yeah. thing. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll do the Manhattan Project. I want, I want to really understand the the, the process, and we we'll get to talk about... I, uh, Oppenheimer and Richard Feynman's involvement and all of these guys who managed to uh, crack the code and we'll go right through the experiments and uh, Leslie Groves. I think we do all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, then we can talk about Hiroshima and Nagasaki in detail and... Yeah. The, uh, the 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 full horror of those and how the world reacted to it, how Truman reacted to it, and also the decision-making process that led up to them. We touched on this in the last episode, I think. Some of the some the the fact that the need to drop the bombs wasn't accepted by uh, the vast majority of people in the U.S. military and political establishment. Um, many of them thought it was a huge mistake Mm -hmm. uh, to drop the bomb which I think runs counter to what most Americans think absolutely most Americans
1: it was right it was good we were saving American lives and we're just
0: well I don't know I'm not saying that they're that fucking rah rah about it but even guys like Markham who I've talked to about it say it was a horrible thing and a tragedy that we had to do it but we had to do it because Mm -hmm. they weren't going to surrender they dug their heels in and We were going to lose 400,000 men or more if we invaded. Probably hundreds of thousands of uh, 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 Japanese would have died as well. It was an unfortunate necessity, which is, at best, um, an exaggeration. At worst, complete bullshit propaganda that has been sold to the American people in the last 70 years Um, So we're going to go through that and tell that story, I think. And we're going to look at the case for it and against it um, in a lot more
1: detail and and then go into the bombings themselves, etc. So the atomic bomb, what do you think, uh, 75 episodes? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Tony Connison's been giving me a lot of shit about that these days. Yeah? Uh, This week, yeah. These are the only guys who start off a series about the Renaissance... (laughs) In the four hundreds. <laughs> and I said I said, the- I said,
1: wait, 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 wait.
0: That's not fair. We started in three hundred.
1: Right. <laughs> we wanted to start with the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. But we just needed people The to Big change. Bang That's happened. Right. And then
0: Yeah, Tony's been giving us a, a hard time yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, So that's the shows coming up uh, in the next month. Uh, I apologize again for us taking a break, but hopefully you appreciate that... uh,
1: Some awesome is going to come out of it because I really enjoyed those interviews. This
0: fucking Oscar's not going to win itself. No, no. you know basically the way I look at it.
1: Yeah. Have you started writing your
0: Oscar speech? Uh, I don't need to write speeches, you know? You'll probably write it as you're walking up to the podium. I'll get up and say, I want to thank me.
1: (laughs) All the hard work. For all the hard work. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> My spiritual coach again, myself. Me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no. Look, yeah. Um. No, you
1: should. You should do a Matthew McConaughey. You know, there's me, but I think about me in the future. That's even better. And that was the me that I wanted to bring up here tonight and say thank you for.
0: Yeah. Thank and you. and is like a circle, man. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, no, look, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely, I'm sorry we haven't put out a show, and we won't put out one. We might, there might be a bullshit filter if I can figure out how to edit it on the plane tomorrow in New York on the way to New York or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, hope yep. you guys. Because uh, 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 I know we took a break over Christmas, and then we're taking another one, and it's just yeah. January. But uh, yeah. we're gonna get
1: back into. Actually, the we did take a
0: break over Christmas, did we?
1: We worked through Christmas. Well, I went to New Orleans and we missed a week. When was that? October? November? Um, November. Fuck, I guess. Uh,
0: yeah. We, 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 worked. we deliberately, I came back from my Christmas vacation that's right. early. Yes. So we wouldn't miss You're welcome. a show over Christmas, yeah. New Year. Because uh, I knew we would be away for yeah. this couple of weeks.
1: Go listen to a Napoleon show.
0: Or a World War II show.
1: Yeah. They're both, they're both waiting there for you.
0: Or some of our old shows. Don't listen to the old Julius Caesar show. I started to doing that on the plane on, on the way here from... Across the pond from Brisbane. And I was like, God, oh, God, this is terrible.
1: Our, <laughs> who are these guys?
0: Yeah, the first Julius Caesar episode is woefully bad. I don't know how you guys ever got this far.
1: Thank you for...
0: T- I, I want to thank all the fans in L.A. who came out, too, to have dinner with me. Um, whose names I can't remember because it was... Three days ago, and, and I it's twelve
1: thirty at night, and I
0: haven't slept for three days, and I've met a billion people. But uh, you know who you are. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for coming out. Uh, I I remember. Uh, 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 no, I don't even remember who that was. Um, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Dave to- Shafi was there. I remember Dave. Right. Uh, I remember Brian Simmons was there, not to be confused with John Simmons.
1: Two different people. Uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, there was other people. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You would know John because he'd be like, G'day. day.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, have what? We, have we covered all the shows? Bullshit. Renaissance. Renaissance
0: yeah
1: I, I think we covered it all
0: yeah good gracious yeah yeah
1: Um, so
0: what else man uh, what do we want to tell people
1: Um, I wish you could have been there for the full interviews for all these people because even though Cam's got to edit the heck out of it
0: oh DJ Billy P was in LA really yeah still said he's still waiting on that coffee mug that you were supposed to send him four years ago.
1: And I told him to sign his autograph on the back of a $20 bill and send it to me.
0: He said he told him to sign your nuts. <laughs> sign my fucking nuts.
1: I meant to give Ryan and his crew coffee mugs.
0: Damn. Oh, really? I meant to give them that bottle of champagne. I think they're smoking weed over there anyway.
1: Are they in their room tonight?
0: Yeah, they I are. Think yeah. Man. Actually, we should just I'll give them that bottle of champagne. You don't mind, do you? No. No, we're not going to drink it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. For the sentiment. Um. Anyway, I don't know what is what else to tell you, folks. We'll be back uh, and uh, rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon.